welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Grey's Anatomy, entitled Today Was a Fairy Tale. So if you haven't seen the episode yet, there are spoilers ahead. Uh, so to start us off, uh, Giuseppe, how are you? How was your week? Well, it was pretty, you know, tiring, a tiring week, but I'm happy, today I'm happy because I finally booked my vacation for New Year's Eve. So oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm optimistic about COVID and, and about what's going to happen, but I'm going to get my booster like next week. So I, I booked a flight to Barcelona. I'm going mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So I'm nice. pretty excited. Yeah. So this was my hope in a week without so much hope. What about you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a busy weekend. I went to, on Friday, I went to uh, the National Art Center to see like this holiday cirque. So this like um, holiday themed kind of like cir- circus performance. Oh, great. Um, that was fun. And then uh, I did a bunch of fun stuff on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I went to a Christmas tea at uh, my friend Amy's house. Um, mm. So that was lots of fun. Um Oh yeah, I was trying to remember what I did on Saturday, but I went to the spa. Um, so I, oh, you, went, you just forgot to mention the most important thing. You went. <laughs> yes. To the spa. Yeah. I was like, oh, what did I do on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I, I went to the spa, I got a massage, and I got my nails done all Christmassy. So if you look me up on Instagram or Twitter, you can see my lovely nails. Oh yeah, she has. I I've seen them on on her Instagram account. They're really really lovely. Yeah, they are. Thank you. So yeah, I, it was good. It was stuff was tiring, but it was uh, it was good, and I had a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Do you have Do you have plans for New Year's Eve? Yes. So um, right now there's three of us going. Uh, we're gonna have New Year's at my place. Um, we usually go somewhere where you can see the fireworks, but we don't know if they're doing them this year. So we're uh, we're gonna go to my place, and they're, they're gonna see the fireworks. Like if they're gonna do them, we're gonna go out and see them, then come back. And um, right now our plan is to watch Queer Eye because the new season of Queer Eye is supposed to come out mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. And so I, and I ordered us some um, little like photo props and we're going to try to do like a 1920s theme. Oh, the great, the great Gatsby. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So that's, that's the theme we're going with so far. Okay. Uh, so th- those are my... I want to see some pictures, Jasmine. Yes, we will post pictures. Yeah. Okay, then keep us updated. Yeah, I'll keep you updated, yes. So, Jasmine, another episode aired. Do you yeah. want to do the usually 30-second recap? Yeah, count me in. Yes. Three, two, one, go. This week on Grey's Anatomy, Dr. Hamilton's condition worsens, and he takes his frustrations out on Meredith. Nick asks Meredith to scrub in on a surgery without telling her the full story. And Amelia and Kai have a breakthrough. Back in Seattle, Link and Joe take their kids to a fairy tale theater performance that goes awry. Maggie and Winston reconnect. And Bailey and Dr. Lynn attend a recruitment fair in hopes of attracting more doctors to Grey's Sloan, but find themselves ill-prepared. Ta-da! Catch your breath, catch your breath. <laughs> yes, it was 30 seconds. Oh, God, what a episode. I mean, no, I'm kidding. It was not that ex- exceptional of an episode. I thought it was like a, you know, a transition episode in, you know, an episode. That, like a connecting one? Yeah, a connecting one. Yeah. It's, it's going to get us to the mid-season finale, the fall finale, the winter finale, actually, which is going to air next week. So yeah. 
I didn't exactly love it. Mm. I'm interested in some storylines. I'm curious to see where they're going because this season something weird is happening, which is pretty exciting in a way and disappointing in another way, is that I really don't know what they have in mind. I really don't know what they have in store for us. It seems like nothing is set in stone and everything can change, which can be upsetting. And it was, for example, for you and for some storylines. But, you know, in some way it's exciting because you cannot predict what happens next. So I'm curious, this episode may be curious about where they're going with certain storylines. What about you? Did you enjoy this episode? I didn't. I didn't. Like, there's parts of it I really loved that I thought were funny or interesting that I really enjoyed. And other parts of it I just hated because kind of like you said, you know, everything's up in the air. It's all wishy-washy. They're going certain ways with storylines, which, I mean, in the context of the previous seasons, just don't make any sense. And I think you said this in an earlier episode we were talking about, but that, like, back in the day, you know, we kind of had the... <clears throat> excuse me, the, like the key greatest couple. So you knew who you were rooting for yeah. and you were kind of on one side or the other kind of a thing. Um, whereas this season doesn't really have that. And that's something I'm finding very frustrating because I feel like I keep being duped, you know, like I keep getting invested in stuff and they keep changing what they're doing. And I feel very much like, like you're on a boat and the boat keeps moving. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm supposed to stand here. Yeah. Um, if- it feels like more a daytime soap opera this year because you know in daytime yeah. soap operas every pairing is possible and everyone gets with someone because you know the story has to move forward so that's how it feels it feels like daytime soap i yeah i i just want Grey's anatomy to feel like a prestige drama again you know yeah um i'm with you there I guess we should start off with, speaking of couples, we should start off uh, maybe talking about, I guess, potential couples, uh, Joe and Link's storyline um, in this episode. Do you uh, do you want to share your thoughts on that? Uh, well, as you were saying, uh, you know, it seems like no couples can actually stick in this show, stick together in this show. So this was a surprising pairing for me. When I started the season, I did not expect this to happen. May, I, I mean, I, I, I know that many people speculated about it and they kept saying, oh, they're gonna make us a cut. They're gonna make them a couple. That's so annoying. I want Link with Amelia and I want Joy to find happiness somewhere else. And I was sure that they were not going to go there. Also because they, I remember this interview from Meg Marini. Yes, okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You read that interview. I- and the completely opposite is happening. I was like, what the heck was that? That was yeah, the most horrible yeah. ever. Like, what the heck? Yeah, let's give people context. So basically, Meg Marinus is the person, I mean, she's not the showrunner. Krista Vernoff is the showrunner. But she's the person in charge of this season. She's the number one writer after Krista. So she gave this interview back in September, I guess, before mm-hmm. the season started. And when asked about Link and Joe, she said that, you know, they're like brother and sister. I don't think we're going to go there. And, you know, that was September. So, of course, they were already thinking about episode seven at the time. And it's like, why did she say that? Because it it seems like the story is going other places. You know, it it was like when she said, oh, Meredith is not going to have a romantic storyline this season. And then... All, all Meredith's storyline this season is about romance. Yeah, so, and she also said that Meredith was going to focus on her kids, and yeah, we didn't yeah. see the kids show up till Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, yeah, that was that was the same interview. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know if she made the, she, one uh, version of the season, and people were either one way or the other. And then the season started airing, and it's the complete opposite. And I was like, it just like 
you and I are both in comms. So I'm like, as a communications and promotion, promotional strategy, that's very weird to hype up one thing and go in the complete opposite direction. Like, it's just very weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. So I did not accept this development. Even if, And even when I saw the trailer for this week's episode, I was like, oh, they're tricking us. They're yeah, they're faking us out. That's what Amy and I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was sure about it. I was sure about it. Yeah. And so when, you know, this thing happened, when Link confesses to Joe that he, he had a crush on her and she's all, oh my God. It's like a door opened up for her which does make a lot of sense to me I mean I think it, I see the potential there but at the same time I mean it didn't seem it isn't weird it just is so surprised by this news that she's ready to to think about it I mean she has never thought of Link as potential lover so I why so why all of a sudden it's like she's so completely in love with him it doesn't make sense to me anyway but I guess that there is room for drama. I guess the writers right now are just interested in the drama and not in good character, you know, writing. So good writing. I mean, like it's all over the place. Come on. Yeah. And so I guess they're going to go there. And I guess, I guess that I might be on board because I'm not a, the biggest fan of Amelia Link. I mean, I like Amelia Link as a couple and I would wish for them to be happy just so that we have a couple, you know, a stable couple on the show. But at the same time, if they go there with Link and Joe, I get the appeal, I guess. They have good chemistry. They only think, I'm sorry guys, but I don't think that they are the two strongest actors on the show. I'm talking about Chris Carmack and Camilla Ludington. So I'm not sure how that good they play off each other. Yeah, because I feel like they have good chemistry as friends and like some good comedic chemistry. But I don't like, you know, I don't feel chemistry, you know, in terms of, you know, them being a couple like that oozing off the screen, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. And so, um, but again, I get what they're doing. And also because, you know, they're taking Amelia to another direction. So I guess you're with me on this, right? Yeah, I, I don't know where I am. Like I I prefer them not to go there, but at the same time, I'm not really sure what they're doing with Amelia. Like I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm in the, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel like this. Like it's so wishy-washy all over the place. I'm like, I don't even know if I have an opinion. Like, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. concrete for me to hold on to, you know? Yeah, yeah, because even if you, you know, that's the point. Even if you get invested in this new potential couple between Link and Amelia, eh, sorry, between Link and Joe, it's like, well, who knows what will happen in five episodes? Yeah, so, so I can't get invested because, yeah, like, yeah. and like, what what I'm not getting about this season is like getting people invested in a couple or in a storyline or in a friendship. Like, that's kind of the core of what this show has always been really good at. And it's what you kind of sink your teeth into. Like, it's what you grab hold of. And like the last few seasons, like, I've gotten, you know, after I felt like the rug was pulled out from under me so many times, I finally got invested over the last couple of seasons, like Meredith Hayes, Amelia and Link, you know, like, there were, you know, a handful of couples and, and Maggie and Winston, that, you know, I was, like, able to kind of get into. And then this season, it's like... Meredith and Hayes are barely interacting. I don't like her with Nick. I've, I've been open about that. Um, now, Amelia's in Minnesota with Kai. Lincoln, Joe might be there. Like, there's nothing for me to... They didn't deliver on what they've been promising. And so there's nothing for me to kind of hold on to or, like, get invested in. Yeah, it's like, you know, when season 16 happened, it, 
it was like they had a clearer goal in mind with Lisa, with Amelia Link having their child, with the Teddy, Owen and Tom drama, which was going to be the final reckoning of... uh, Reckoning, is that the right word, Jasmine? Uh, Reckoning, I think is what you're talking about. Reckoning of uh, for, for Teddy's character. So it was like they knew where they were going. And then COVID happened, the season was cut short and they changed their plans. And now it's like they're starting all over again, which feels a little bit off. Also, can we talk about this for a second? They, Meredith has not addressed or brought up the beach with any of their characters except Bailey and Richard. And at the end of the last season, there felt like this vibe, like they were gonna come back to that. They've never come back to that. What the heck? Like, yeah, yeah, I think we're supposed to believe that it was like, you know, what I don't, what I didn't like about the beach. I mean, people who listened to our podcast know that I was not a big lover of the beach storylines, except for some scenes between Meredith and Derek. But what what rubbed me in the wrong way about the beach scenes is that they were just fun service, and you know, the fact that Meredith didn't speak about the beach to anyone is proof of that. It didn't matter story-wise. It was just, you know, for fans and it was fun service. Um, so, and also, even though I don't love the Luke as a character, I actually hated him. The point that Meredith never brings him up. I mean, that's weird. I mean, even though they were broken up when the Luca died, he was still a big part of, in her life after Derek's death. So. I mean, if I were a Luca shipper, I would be so pissed off in the way Meredith just completely forgot about the Luca. I mean, that's what I would feel. And and again, I don't even like the guy, so yeah. Yeah, what bugs me too is that like, I was expecting some kind of follow-up conversation, not last season because, you know, with COVID and everything I understood, but this season, like Amelia and Meredith are spending a ton of time together in Minnesota. Like they're in the same city, the same scenes. There's no reason for them not to have a conversation about like, hey, so I don't know what this was, but while I was in like my COVID coma, I dreamt that I saw Derek on a beach and just talked to Amelia about it. Like she would want to hear that. And Amelia being someone who's like out of the box thinker, I think if Meredith said that to her, she would be like, okay, we don't know what this was, but I'm here to listen. Why has she not done that? That makes no sense. Yeah. And also it's like these characters do not have any genuine relationship. You know, it's like, uh, for example, I know that you don't like the pairing between Meredith and Nick, but how is it possible that Nick still hasn't been introduced to Amelia? Why yeah, that was one of the things with this episode. He says I mean, at the beginning, he doesn't care about her kids. And then he says he hasn't even met Amelia. And I'm like, what the heck? They're dating. I mean, that's pretty weird. And the fact that we don't see any scenes between Amelia and Meredith talking about Nick and Meredith confiding to her, it's like, they want us to believe that Amelia and Meredith are a family, but at the same time, they do not do the effort to show it to us, you know? And it would take so little time. It would just be a scene at the beginning of the episode in which Meredith could say, oh, so we're going to the hospital. You have to meet Nick and you still haven't met him or something like that. And Amelia teasing Meredith about her love life. But this doesn't happen, which is something that really, really annoys me. This is the most, you know, the, the biggest complaint that I have this season, I said it before. I have said it before. I'm gonna say it again. It doesn't feel. Um, it's like everybody's in their bubble, and I do not like it. I just yeah, want which is weird because in like past seasons we saw you know Amelia teasing Meredith about her love life, and, you know, with everybody else. I saw this theory on Twitter, so somebody responded to one of my tweets the other day. Have you seen that theory 
that because like Nick hasn't met anybody outdoors and interacting with anybody yeah. else, like other people at the hospital, but like nobody else in Meredith knows. Have you yeah. heard that theory that he's like a figment of her imagination? Yeah, I heard the theory. I did not actually believe it. I think it's because of scheduled things and you know timing. I think that's because of it. That's the only reason. I think it's. it's yeah. But the fact that he's interacted so little that we can somebody can plausibly make that theory, I think, says a lot. Yeah, he says a lot about how this how these relationships are not well written this year. Yeah. Again, Meredith and Amelia should be talking about Nick. Yeah, and Amelia should be talking to Meredith about Kai and what she's starting to feel. It's like they these characters do not talk about what they feel. What made the past seasons great were not just the fact that these characters were relationship. It was about the fact that these characters talked about this relationship. Mm. Uh, forever and ever uh, Meredith kept talking about Derek and Christina was oh please will you please shut up it was just yeah. we were with them we understood what was happening inside their mind because they professed their love to other people as well they confessed their life they talked about their lives their lives and now this is gone and it just makes the show at least to me less impactful this relationship feel less powerful because the character, it's like these characters do not give enough weight to mm -hmm. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking about a new relationship, a new relationship, which is, you know, about to happen, I guess, is the Amelia and Kai relationship. What do you think about it? I don't know. Like, I like Kai as a character, and I think it's cool they have, like, someone who's non-binary, and we got to kind of learn a bit more about her in this episode. Um, and I was like, sure thing about like, I've get, I gave myself exactly like 15 minutes to freak out. Now I'm going back. Yeah. Um, I was like, I wish I could turn it on and off the same way that she could. I, I like her and Amelia's dynamic, but as I said before, I'm an Amelia and Link shipper. So I don't think I'll ever be fully on board with her and Kai. Um, and I think a big part of that, like, like we we're talking about before is that like, you know, Amelia was ready to take the job in Minnesota with no thought to Link, Scout leo her co-parenting situation her life in seattle her job she's the head of neuro who's taking her service while she's gone like she was so ready to jump in without any thought to them and which is really thoughtless of her and they still haven't explained her thinking so i think that's part of my opposition too where i'm like i like kai as a character and under different circumstances i think i would be very into this pairing but because it comes at the expense of Amelia just being like, I don't care about anybody in Seattle. I'm just going to be in Minnesota. To me, I don't love that vibe because it's a very selfish, bizarre thing for a character that's grown so much. So that that's kind of where I'm at. I like Kai as a character under different circumstances. I would like this pairing. But because of what it's come out of, um, I'm not super into it. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree with you. It just feels, this again, unexpected, but not in a good way. Mm -hmm. uh, in, and again, Amelia should be more turned up about her feelings. She should be, I don't want her to suffer, of course, but she should be, you know, suffering a little bit for, for the fact that she and Link cannot make things work. So this is what I expected from her this season. The pining for Link, even though they don't want the same thing. And, you know the despair of loving the other person but not being able to be with that person because you want different things mm -hmm. and then this season something unexpected happened a new character just pops in 
and she's falling in love with them. So what can I say? It's just, I'm surprised by what's happening. I, I really do not. I mean, because right now I would tell you, okay, I think the end game is this. Link and Joe are the end game, are the end game couple. Amelia and Kai are the end game couple, and maybe they're interested in exploring a relationship between these two characters also because Kai is non-binary, so maybe they're interested in that in the representation. Uh, but at the same time, who knows? Again, every time I see their scene, yeah, their scenes together, I, I'm, I'm always like, okay, am I supposed to care about this too? Or she or they will just disappear in a in two weeks' time, you know? So I just do not how much I have to be invested in this storyline. Yeah, I, I think I think that kind of sums up the issue I think I'm having with this season. I think you in some ways are too, is that like they're not giving us any reason to get invested, which I think has always been kind of core to the show. Um and so I think it's hard, like, since you don't know what's going to happen and not in a good way, like there are no certainties, it's hard to get invested in something, anything really, when you don't know where it's going and everything's up in the air, like for a couple of episodes, I think that's fine or a handful, but like every single episode, it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I also expect, you know, next week's episode to just change the table again. I mean, now I, I, the other couple which is a big couple this season is Nick and Meredith and you know how much I love them and you know but if next week you know something would would happen between Meredith and Ace I would not be surprised I mean I would be mad but I would not be surprised because mm. it's like these writers just do not know what they're doing so and speaking of Nick and Meredith I just I thought they were the bright spot of this episode I heard you before saying that Nick does not care about Earth children because he said so. But of course, so to me, that was bickering and, you know, it was flirting. I think it was supposed to be a joke, but my point is that, like, Hayes would never even joke about that. And so to me, I'm like, they're trying to sell me on this. And I'm like, like, why would I, why would I root for her to be with somebody who makes jokes about not caring about her kids in yeah. that kind of way? Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And when I heard that line, I was like, oh, people are going to, you know, kill, massacrate the poor guy. But, but you know. it's like with DeLuca, like they're they're making him, they put, this happened twice now where they've put a character with Meredith. They don't explain her thought process and they suddenly make them super unlikable, at least to me. And then they're shocked when a bunch of fans, including myself, aren't on board. It's like, well, you paired them up and then you made them unlikable. Just don't make them unlikable. It's not that hard. Like, what are you doing? Don't give them shitty lines. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. But I have to say that I thought they, they worked pretty well together. I loved seeing Meredith back in the OR. And I, I, I have to say that I loved the last scene between the two of them because so basically, as you said in your summary, um, Meredith operates to someone really close to Nick. To his, uh, he, she operates on his best friend, the person also donated part uh, his kidney uh, to to Nick, and I thought it was that Meredith and Nick had, had such a great scene at the end when this when she was like, you know, every patient matters to me. Every time I enter a room, I make up a story for for the patient because they're not just numbers, they're not just data, they 
the person on the table for me is always a person with a story. So I thought it was really cute in the way they were bantering. Um, so I, I I love them. I, I think they have good chemistry and I, I'm so, so curious to see what they have in store for them because something has to change, of course, in their dynamic. I think he will move to Seattle. I, I really, I do not know what they have in mind again. And I'm so, I'm so ready for the stories to, I'm, I'm tired of the Minnesota storyline. I just want the action to take place completely in Seattle. So I just- On that we agree, on that we agree. Yeah. So I just hope that, you know, whatever is happening or it's gonna happen with the, um, oh my God, not the Alzheimer's, the-, the, the Oh, Parkinson's. The, the Parkinson's, thank you. The Parkinson's, I hope it ends soon or that, you know, I want all these characters back in Seattle and I want Nick in Seattle as well. Yeah, I, as I said before, I'm not a fan of Meredith Nick, never going to be. Never say never. No, literally never, never going to happen. Like, <laughs> like they've wrecked, like that. I liked him, like I said, when he first showed up, but they've wrecked that character so completely. There is literally not, he could save a baby from a burning building and I still wouldn't like him. Like, I just, no, they've just they've just ruined it for me. Just this is just a little point, but I have to say, I saw other people commenting on this online as well. If those really are the scrub colors for the clinic, uh, the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, I feel for those people because those are some ugly ass scrubs. Man, those people have to dress in some ugly ass colors every day. Oh lord, that olive green is terrible. It's a terrible color, it makes everyone look terrible. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, blue <laughs> yeah. is so much better. Everyone looks yeah. nice in blue, but what the, yeah. what is that olive green? Yeah, I have to say that I love green, but you're right. You're it's right. Not a nice color of green, though. Like a forest green would be nice. Yeah, yeah. But not right. the olive. Though. Yeah, you're right. Well, speaking of a lighter storyline, we had the Bla Bailey. I I, I was about to say Blair, maybe because I'm <laughs> I'm watching the new Gossip Girl, and oh, I was yeah. yeah, I was thinking this morning about Blair Waldorf. Anyway. Yeah. Back to Bailey. Um, yeah. So we have a lighter storyline with Bailey and uh, at the recruitment fair to get more surgeons at the yeah. hospital. And I have to say that I did not like this storyline at all because it's like this storyline did not make any sense to me. It was, it, it felt like fan fiction or something like that. I mean, why wouldn't potential surgeons be attracted to Grace Lawn Memorial, even though Meredith was not there. I mean, they must know that D. Meredith Gray, as they say on the show, operates and works there. So I think people would have been interested in getting to know more about Grace Lawn. I do not believe that, you know, 20 something um, students would be just attracted by pizza or massages. And so it didn't, it did ring true that particular storyline, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as, you know, thinking back to when I was in my early 20s as a broke student, I think the pizza massages would have appealed to me. Like, I definitely would have gone for it. But I also, like, if I was in their position, also would have talked to the people of Gray Sloan. And they've got Meredith Gray, they've got all these other people, you know, they've got a lot of, you know, really great programs and great, you know, teachers and, and doctors and surgeons to learn from. On the other hand, too, like, I feel like Bailey, it also felt a bit unrealistic that Bailey wouldn't have done her homework before getting there. Yeah. Because, okay, again, in the past, like, things have changed. I feel like somebody as intelligent as Bailey would have done her homework, uh, would have been like, okay, like, we'll get, like, cookies with our logo made or something. Like, that's an easy fix, you know? Yeah. Um, you got a cookie with your logo, you talk to them, you're all good. 
or she got there. Her her point of view this season seems to be that she's opposed to anything new, which is mm. very weird. And like Richard's the one pushing the new stuff, which is odd because Bailey's younger than Richard. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit weird. And like, I feel like the right thing to do there would have just been like, again, like have somebody run out and grab some cookies or something to give them to like, you know, just so they're also offering something. And it looks yeah. like they're kind of like knowledgeable and aware of the, the current climate. Yeah. And so, also can I say something uh, about Bailey? It's the fact that I'm annoyed that the, the most important storyline for her right now is happening on Station 19, mm. you know, because she has all the storyline with Prue, uh, the kid that she's, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but probably she's going to adopt her. But anyway, the fact that such a powerful storyline is happening on Station 19 while on Grace, or showing which she's the main character she's stuck in this juvenile storylines it just it just annoys me so so much yeah. yeah and that's why i hate crossovers yeah i'm with you there um i feel like they should put a bit more into that so yeah i have to say i agree with you and i think something that's got me too was that you know bailey says that owen isn't there because a trauma came in and we don't actually see owen in this episode and then you know meredith got stuck in minnesota Dr. Lynn's with her, but, you know, I think Richard and, you know, a couple of the residents show up, but, you know, it's like, hey, well, why wasn't Richard there to begin with? And, like, I feel like they should have had more backups. Like, you know, that guy's the head, like, you know, of the two people you like, were going to be your stars, one of them's in Minnesota half the time, and the other one's a head of trauma. You know, there's a good chance they could, you know, not be able to get there at the last minute. Yeah. You know, you should have more backups on hand. Yeah. Or I just said Winston, but then Maggie came in, so... Yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, I just feel like she should have had more backups in place Yeah. as well. Yeah. And also, can I say, uh, because you mentioned Richard, uh, which disappeared this episode. In this episode, uh, Owen and you know, all the, the entire storyline on Megan Hunt, we did not see anything about it because, of course, they're saving it for the season, for the fall, uh, winter finale. Mm-hmm. But that is another thing that annoyed me because, you know, even though we didn't see them, just to make people interact more, they could have a scene of, I don't know, like uh, Bailey talking with to someone and saying, oh, I really hope that Megan's child gets better. You know, just to show her that yeah. these characters are invested in the people, into other people's life. I mean, they're supposed to be a family, but apparently, they again, they're in their little bubble and they don't talk about each other. So I think that's really annoying. Yeah. Also, there was no haze in this episode, and as you know, I dislike episodes. Annoying as well, just to use a word that we didn't use for this episode. Annoying is the keyword. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were just randomly absent, and I mean, it was nice that Maggie was back, but like her and Winston just had sex the whole episode. That's all they did. They could have had haze and like Owen pop. Like for example, instead of saying that Owen was gotten called into a trauma, Owen could have been on his way out the door. And then they would have been like, trauma! Like, we could have seen that for five seconds. Or, better yet, maybe both, you know, him and Hayes are on the, like, he's at the door and Hayes calls him over. Like, they could have had a short scene at the beginning where, you know, we see that they get called into a trauma. That's why they don't make it to the conference or the career fair or whatever it is, uh, the recruitment fair thing. So, you know, like, they could have done that instead of just saying it. Again, I think it's for schedule reasons. Maybe they want they were shooting two episodes at the same time. So the fact that they didn't show this that particular storyline in this episode means that they were shooting it for the 
winter finale, you know. Yeah. And as you said, Maggie was back. Yeah, I, I was happy to see her back. I mean, I, I, I want to say that I, I thought her hair looked really amazing in this episode. Like, however oh, they did yeah. her hair. Yes, amazing. Really beautiful. Her outfit, like all of that. Like, I thought she looked really good. And I'm sure that was a big deal for her because the actress is just back from, you know, giving birth to a baby and all this stuff and being a new mom. So um, I just wanted to say that for her first appearance back since becoming a mom, she, Kelly McCray, looks really, really amazing. And like kudos to her, um, you know. So I, I did want to kind of highlight that. Uh, but yeah, I would have liked if her and Winston had an actual story. Um, they just kind of had sex the whole episode and that was it and ignored Bailey. And we're kind of like, Maggie wasn't supposed to be back yet, but Winston was supposed to be, you know, in traumas and at the recruitment fair and he wasn't. So he was being kind of a bad employee there and hanging Bailey out to dry. Mm -hmm. So I would have liked if they had an actual story line. I mean, they could have done one little thing where they had them kind of reconnect and then like Maggie decided to sleep and, you know, Winston went to a trauma, went to the fair or something, you know, like they could have uh, done more with it or just had a, a few scenes of them kind of, you know, reconnecting and then that being it, not like the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I really hope that we get an intense winter finale. I don't want, I mean, I do not want people to die. I know something huge will happen because we've seen the promo. Mm -hmm. um, but I would just like for them to to tell me what direction that they're going. And yes, I would also like that. I would. And, yeah, and my biggest hope again is that you know by the end of next week's episode, all action takes place in Seattle. That's my only hope. Yeah, I'd like that too. So, what was your favorite scene or quote? I didn't have a favorite um, quote. I don't think, but. Um... I mean, the one where Meredith talks about, you know, making up a story for everybody or learning their story. I, that was a nice one, but you already talked about that. Um, I'd say, probably say my favorite scene was when Joe and Link, because I do like them as, as friends and like kind of, you know, doing their thing with their kids, were at the fairy tale performance. And Link was like, you, you've never, you, you don't know Rapunzel. And Joe was like, who would have read it to me? Yeah. Yeah. And then I like the scene where like it was intense, but the scene where, you know, that guy went down and they're working on him and, you know, they're, they told, uh, told the woman to go get the, um, the machine. And, you know, then they realized the thing with the EpiPens. I like that because it felt realistic to what you would actually do if that happened and you were a doctor, you know, mm -hmm. um, it felt like it felt true to what you would actually have to do. And the reactions of the other, um, like the other fairy tale performers, like they felt genuine. Like I think the issue that you and I are both highlighting this season is that a lot of the characters don't feel genuine. And I felt like Joe and Link and the other fairy tale actors felt more genuine in that scene to what you would do in a real emergency mm -hmm. than the other characters did the rest of the episode. Yeah. So I, I thought that was well done, and I, I like it was funny, and it was and it was also you know it felt real. Uh, so I that that was my favorite scene. Uh, what about you? What was yours? Well, my favorite scene, as I already said, it was Meredith um, saying, Nick, that she always makes a story up. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound repetitive, but I, I also liked how Joe was, how she was <laughs> impressed 
not in a good way, but the Rapunzel story. It was like, so this girl is trapped in a tower by her <laughs> stepmother. And at the same time, she falls for a guy who uses her, her to clean up. So I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was funny. That was funny. Like her reaction to Rapunzel. Yeah. 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 Alrighty. I think we've done it. So that's our show. Uh, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DanceOutPod and on Instagram at DanceOutGraysAnatomy. Until next time, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Giuseppe. And this is Dance It Out. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. Thank you.